Blog Talk Radio. Step down to the get down. All right, whenever you're ready. You're ready. Five seconds to the open. Aquarius, watch that little gimbal. We don't want you coming off in the face. Booster, go. Retro, go. Lido, go. Fly. Guidance, Surgeon, go. Blind, come. We're going flight. GNC, we're going. Down here, go. Control, go. Go, go. FAO, we are go. Network, go. Discovery, go. Capcom, we're going flight. Launch control, this is Houston. We are going to launch. The Roman Show. With your host, Rodolfo Roman. Hello, everyone. I'm your host, Rodolfo Roman. The Roman Show, March 30th. My co-host on the other end, George Alonzo. And, well, that's pretty much it. March 30th, 2016, pretty much wraps up this month. And, uh, George, as we are just days away from WrestleMania... Uh, the excitement though for the for the pay-per-view just, just isn't there. There's something missing, and we've had several conversations on this topic, George. Something is missing, man. Well, you know, Roman, I, I went on to uh, social media today, and I was speaking to many of your Romanowskis, and I was also speaking to my many and plenty of Dasho Knights, and uh, basically a lot of people have to say that, you know, they're not too excited about WrestleMania, uh, this year, mainly because there's only one match that's not predictable, and that is being The Undertaker versus Shane McMahon, but it's by far the most predictable WrestleMania in a lifetime. It is. I surely agree, and we'll talk about this more on uh, Reality Check, but George, you know, you've been to the gym several times, and you know, your muscles are kind of roughed up sometimes, and you get all these bruises if you train any mixed martial arts or any type of physical combat sport. Do you ever felt that pain? Yeah, yeah, it, it's it, it's an issue. But let me tell you what, I got a solution for these guys, and that's Offlin Rub. Offlin Rub, uh, George, is a Thai oil that it's, it's you're all support you're all sport rub powering your training and recovery. Use the time tested formula during your warm up. To stay in the game, so th- this this rubbing oil from Thai oil, uh, you can use it for your warm up, your train, repeat it as long as you want, and it's available right now at AthlonRub.com. That's A T H L O N Rub.com. George, I'm pretty. T- I'm telling you, WWE wrestlers should be using this stuff just along like other athletes out there. I personally use it myself after training some uh, intensive Muay Thai, and I gotta tell you, man. It takes the pain away. So that's AthlonRub.com. That's A T H L N Rub. I gotta get you. I gotta get you some, George. Yeah, I'm on my way to go buy some right now. I'm in pain myself. Uh, shoot, shoot, I'll I'll swing on by and buy some before I go into work. Oh, there you go. All right, we're gonna go kick it now into reality check. And now it's time to give you a. Well, George, WrestleMania is upon us. We we talked about it. The 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 the, the it factor just isn't there. It's very predictable. Nonetheless, 
we hope that possibly there are some surprises as there were at last year's WrestleMania, especially in the main event, uh, where no one really saw Seth Rollins winning the title, but he ended up winning either way. But WrestleMania, obviously, is a, is a pretty big card with all these matches that you got, especially four in the pre-show, which is going to air on the USA, and then you got the main card leading in. But, you know, after studying all this card, one thing that I'm pretty, I'm pretty ashamed of, actually, and that's that the Dudley Boys are in the pre-show. They're not even in the main card, George. They're not on the pay-per-view. And these are veterans. These are future Hall of Famers. These are tag teams, uh, a tag team that has won countless titles around the world. Well, here's I completely understand your frustration. And this is going to just add to it. Because a little earlier today, they made an announcement that the Onto the Giant Battle Royal is now being transferred over to the main event card. In other words, it's actually going to be part of the four-hour spectacle of WrestleMania. And on top of that, Kalisto and Ryback will be a WWE.com exclusive. So it's not even going to be on the pre-show. So you got the Kalisto and Ryback match that's going to be available online. And then you got the 5-on-5 Divas match and the Dudleys versus Usos on the pre-show. And then you have the Andre the Giant match. Now that's back on the WrestleMania card. To me, it's by far baloney because, okay, I understand you're trying to make a name or remember Andre the Giant in the Battle Royal. But what kind of spectacle do you have in that match? What, you got the social outcast? Woohoo! <laughs> I mean, who do you have winning it? Do you have the Big Show winning it again? I mean, he's the most legible guy to win the darn thing anyways. And plus, what happens when you win it? Nothing. Cesaro won it. Big Show won it. Nothing happened. So, like, to me, why the WWE decided let's bring the Battle Royal onto the main card instead of the Dudleys and Usos, who have established a great story among themselves with the Dudleys attacking the Samoan family and, you know, and the Samoans, uh, Usos putting the Dudleys through tables. It's been a phenomenal story. Why did they take it off? I don't know. But again, if I was a if I was there, man, these writers need to be fired. Boy, and, and I just hope that the new guys, kind of like a, like a Sami Zayn, don't get screwed in that ladder match with Kevin Owens. Hopefully we could see some sort of really trade-off between those two guys. But I think the biggest rumor or, or the biggest topic on the internet is who is going to interfere and if someone will interfere in the Undertaker and Shane McMahon match. On Monday Night Raw, we saw Shane from the top turnbuckle landing an elbow onto the announcer's table to Undertaker. And by the way, George, I'm pretty sure you saw the angle there. Shane McMahon did not even come close of hitting Undertaker with an elbow drop. But hey, give him some credit. It's the first time since he's done it on live TV. But either way, do you think someone's going to interfere? There are several names. The Rock, Stone Cold, Cena. Names have been thrown out there. I even heard somewhere uh, Kurt Angle is going to come out. Well, to be honest with you, like I said, uh, like I was originally saying a little bit before Reality Check started, uh, you know, to me, Shane McMahon versus The Undertaker is the only match that we both can say is not predictable because we don't know which way they're going to go. You know, we've been hearing rumors for years that finally Undertaker is going to take his last breath at WrestleMania, mm -hmm. and then, of course, you didn't expect Shane to return at all to be that, you know, 
opponent for the Undertaker this year. So it's kind of like something like that we're thrown into the wolves. We don't know what's going to happen. We don't know where it's going to go. We like we you were even saying we don't even know if someone's going to do an interference. You know, I've even heard the name Vince McMahon. I've even heard uh, you know rumors saying that the match it's going to be uh, a no finish. Like, meaning that that's not going to be a winner. So, I, I, I have no idea where we're going to go with this. Very interesting. I think this is really the most uh, unpredictable match out of the entire card. Because the rest is pretty much a given. Um, but let's see. Let's see what it has to deliver. We, we cannot say nothing last year uh, with WrestleMania 31. I was my personally on my level. I, I thought it was like, eh. And then it turned out to be one of the best WrestleManias. Because everything was really just came out of the blue. Another match that could probably steal the show, George, is Chris Jericho versus AJ Styles. You know these two are going to give it their all. Oh, of course. You know, you got two of the best in the world. As a matter of fact, I'm pretty sure they're both uh, putting WrestleMania on their shoulders by saying they know the lack of star power that this year's Mania has. So Jericho, as a professional as he is, he's taking it on his own by saying, we got to save this Mania. And same thing for Styles. So hats off to both men. You know, they're going to give it all they got. But here's one thing you you left out, Mr. Roman, when it came to, comes to surprises. You tend to forget that a couple weeks ago, it was about two weeks ago, that Bray Wyatt cut a promo saying that we all need to run yes. to uh, come WrestleMania. So we don't even know where Bray Wyatt falls into this. Hmm, very interesting point. And I, but the main event, and I, I see why Vince McMahon wanted to change that main event and possibly have the Shane McMahon versus Undertaker as a main event. Because, listen, at the ending of Monday Night Raw with Roman Reigns and Triple H, it wasn't. It wasn't a main event type of, uh, you know, um, momentum going into WrestleMania. It was. I remember the good old the, the other WrestleManias leading into that. That Monday Night Raw before WrestleMania was okay. What's gonna happen next? What's gonna happen to WrestleMania? But this Monday Night Raw just did not deliver. Nope. And this was the go home main uh, Raw too. So it, it kind of, in a way, they left the WWE fans saying, "We now know what's going to happen." Mm-hmm. I'm sorry to tell you, the WWE, but we know what's going to happen come WrestleMania 32. Okay, like the most credit I'm going to give you right now is for the stage. <laughs> okay, that's all I'm giving you for WrestleMania 32. Credit for the stage. I don't know if you guys have seen those leaked photos of the stage being built, but so far it looks beautiful. Yeah, we'll and keep an eye on that. Well, that pretty much wraps up this uh, portion of Reality Check. We'll have a post-WrestleMania 32, the Roman show. George and I are going to tackle the entire card, and we're providing some of our input after the aftermath. Oh, I just repeated myself here. The aftermath of WrestleMania 32 and crossing our fingers that WrestleMania 33 in Orlando will be a lot better and a lot more exciting when it comes to the buildup of the show. We'll be right back with none other than Carlos Garcia who takes on Jason Pacheco at the World Series of Fighting this Saturday night on NBC Sports. We'll be right back. Monster Energy Ford Rock returns to JetBlue Park in Fort Myers, Florida. <laughs> April 30th and May 1st with Rob Zombie. Shine down. Five fans down punch. Three doors down. 
bring you the horizon. And can you remember anymore? Tickets and VIP packages are on sale now. For more, head to FordRockFestival.com. Fueled by Monster Energy Drake. Juan Carlos, you, you, you got this fight coming up just around the corner. Uh, yeah, it's actually April 2nd, the fight, yeah. Yeah, Saturday. Uh, actually, yeah, um, it's actually my second fight. It was either the fight oh, in my sorry. first fight, was for them, too, yeah. Ah, okay. but, but, it wasn't yeah, air, so, it didn't air on TV, though. It wasn't the prelims? That was in the prelims, yes. Uh-huh. So, That's uh, actually a, mm-hmm. a proper organization before, so yeah. So it's your second fight for World Series of Fighting, but you are fighting Pacheco, no? Yes. Okay. So t- tell me about the... Do you, do you know anything? What can you tell me about your opponent? Have you studied him? Uh, anything that grabs your uh, attention? Uh, yeah. No, I think there's one, one of his fights. He's more of a... Taller guy, pretty tall for 125. Um, 18 is like 5'10. Taller than me, actually. I'm like 5'8. For 125, is pretty tall. And, uh, you know, he's more of a uh, straight, pure jiu jitsu guy. Not too, yeah, not too much of a striker, not too much of a grappler. And, uh, um, yeah, um, you know, I'm just going out there with my game plan and, you know, just sticking to it for three rounds and, you know, and just because it does go on the ground, I'm prepared for that as well. And so, who who are you currently training with, and out of where? Uh, yeah, I'm training over at Couture, over at Extreme Couture. Oh, in Vegas. Las Vegas, yes, yeah. Okay, so that's a good camp. Yes, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been with them since I was like 15 and a half to yeah till now. Wow, since you've been 15. So how old are you now? Uh, I turned 22 last November. Wow, so you've been training very early. And now, are you originally from Nevada? Yeah, I've been in Vegas since I was three years old, and I started boxing when I was like 10, 11, over down here at Barry's Boxing, and I, you know, I did it briefly for a little bit, but nothing too crazy. Yeah, I just had a, uh, like five amateur boxing fights, that's about it. But you had your MMA, your MMA amateur fights, right? Yeah, yeah. How many did you, did you have, and what was your record as an amateur? All right, an amateur is six and two. So over there in Extreme Couture, um, how did you land there? How did you get there? What you went from boxing to MMA? How, how did that transition? Uh, it was more of a uh, curiosity thing. Uh, I tried to wrestle in, in high school, but then I really wasn't interested after just after a couple of weeks. <clears throat> and then um, you know, wrestling UFC was coming really big, so I was like, oh yeah, I want to just try it as a workout. And I had a part of part-time job when I was in uh, high school, and then from there, you know, I just set myself up and I started uh, doing, uh, started MMA, and then I just kind of, like, stuck with it, and I was doing it more and more frequently, and uh, Ron Frazier over at Couture's mm-hmm. um, would tell me, um, that, you know, kind of stick with it, and yeah, so kind of stuck with it for a while, and I had my first amateur fight right when I turned 18. And so, have you have the family been supportive from the beginning, from the get go? Yeah, yeah, my, yeah, my, yeah. My, my dad likes it. Like my dad's a big fan of boxing. Mm. And, you know, of course, the whole MMA thing is fighting too. So yeah, he's been a big fan. My mom too. So yeah, yeah, they, they have. That's a good deal. And, and uh, so obviously, uh, you have a Hispanic background. Are both your parents from Mexico or somewhere else? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, both well, my mom and dad are from Mexico. My dad's from Mexico City, and my mom's from Toluca, Mexico, yeah. Now, were you born, but you were born in the States. Yeah, 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 I was born in California, yes. So, um, 
would you like to one day, just like uh, some of the guys that are born to uh, Hispanic parents that were born in Mexico or somewhere else in Latin America, would you one day like to go out there in in, uh, in Mexico and compete? Oh, yeah, most definitely, yeah. That would be pretty cool, yeah. Uh, it would be pretty cool actually playing in Mexico City. That would be pretty, 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 pretty awesome, actually, yeah. yeah. Of course, one day. Did you, did you take any amateur bouts over there in Mexico? I know a lot of fighters go out there and, and fight. No, I haven't. No, no. Not at all. Not yet. Uh, the only place I fought out of the U.S. in the amateurs was in Canada. Huh. But that's about it, yeah. Not, not, not in Mexico. That would be pretty cool. And how that how that happen? Uh, they hit up one of my coaches, Juan Frazier. Mm-hmm. This company called PFC. And I know he had to work with them before. And then he... They hit him up because they needed a 135er to fight off for the bell out there. And so, my, you know, my coach mentioned them to me when they went up there. So I went up there and uh, not fought for, it's for, P, yeah, it's called Prestige Fighting Championship. And I fought out there maybe two years ago, from last September, two years ago, yeah. So you're a 125 but what, what weight do you originally walk around? Well, I walk around like around anywhere from 45 to 50. Whoa. I try to make it no higher than 50, yeah. And so it gets you, you're 5'8. Yeah, 5'8, yeah, I'm pretty long, yes. Yes, yeah, so you're pretty tall for a 125. Yeah, yeah most definitely, yeah. It's crazy because uh, the, the guy I'm fighting is 5'10, 5'11, so. Right. Like, uh, yeah. Yeah, because I'm 5'8 myself and I'm, I'm 180. <laughs> I'm like, man, I don't, oh, yeah. I, I don't know. I can make it to 125. So how do you try to. To to lose that that like right now you have your fight in uh, yeah in, my in fight a, next week so uh-huh. what are you waiting now um right now yesterday when I left the gym was one thirty seven and a half mm-hmm. one thirty seven and a half so you know I think you you know today I have another last hard workout and then tomorrow so I, mean, I just kind of coast and then Monday you know I just kind of keep the cars like super early in the morning and then during the day I just have like small pieces. If whatever I'm eating, I just keep it more on the on the vegetable side and just have like a little small piece of fish, chicken with it. And you know, I start water loading on Monday. Mm-hmm. I do two gallons every day to the weigh-in, and I cut the salt on Tuesday night. So you know, that would help me. And then hopefully I won't cut no more than six the, the day of the weigh-in. So yeah. But is it is it is it a challenge for you or or? Do, Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the worst part about fighting. Yeah, the the diet, I hate it. Yeah, the worst part ever. Yeah. Will you consider? Have you fought in the 135 or the 145, or will you consider making that transition later, or have you already done it? Well, sorry about sorry about my voice. My voice is all raspy, but yeah, actually, uh, back when I was an amateur, I used to fight 135. Uh But I mean, if you're to meet me or to see me in person, like I'm not, I'm not a big 135 compared to a lot of pros. That fight at 135, they're just naturally bigger. So, you know, my coaches, they wanted me to go pro, but they wanted me to go pro. They're like, man, you should fight 125. I think that'd be a perfect weight, weight class for you. So, you know, I did a transition from my, pro, my first pro fight. So, yeah. So, obviously, then, uh, I, I know the World Series, I don't believe they have yet a flyweight title. Um, they're, they're in a, have you heard of anything about that or yeah, yeah, I think they do have one now. Uh, I think last year, the the guy I fought for my first, so my pro debut, I fought this guy Donovan Frilo. Uh-huh. 
he was five and zero for my pro debut, and after he he won, I think he fought for the belt against this Russian. I don't know if it's a it's, it's a, a, a I think it's like a something flyweight belt. Like it, I I'm not too sure, but I think they do have a belt though for the flyweight now. I think just like last year, recent too. Yeah, and I and I noticed now that it's picking up with the 125ers. I remember at one point it was oh, yeah, a fine opponent. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Do you think yeah, it's changing though? You think it's changing though? Many there's a lot more 125ers. We don't have to go to like places like in Asia and bring them over here or Mexico or something like that. There's more guys oh. staying at that weight class. Oh yeah, I think I, I mean eventually going to pick up a little bit more. You know, I think it's just a matter of time. But you know, I think. There's a lot of 125ers out here, and I'm pretty sure there's a lot more out there, out there, you know, throughout the United States, where you don't have to go to age and stuff to, you know, go pick up fighters. But yeah, I think you know it's picking up eventually. I mean, it's kind of good for for other people, you know, that are trying to get in the UFC. It might be just a slight little easier, you know, to get calls from the UFC. So yeah, I think in, in that in that aspect, I think it might be a little better. And looking at the flyweight champion in the UFC, you know, he's unstoppable to me. DJ is a, he's a beast. And, uh, yes. You know, ma- many criticize him, saying that he's not that that as an exciting as a John Jones because he doesn't talk much. He just does all his talking in the, in the cage or in I the think, octagon. Yeah. Um, but, but what do you think? Do you think anyone can take him down? Uh, at, at, in the UFC right now, the weight club, I don't really see nobody taking him down at this point right there really hasn't even even that that, that guy he's playing which is I'm not too sure his name yeah yeah so, yeah yeah, I, yeah I, don't, I don't even think he can really have a chance with him footwork is too much and he knows hard to hit at 125 I really don't see no one beating him to be honest at, right now at this point man, I haven't seen anybody fighting you know the last, the last guy he lost it was Dominic Cruz and now was at 135 you know but at 125, I don't see no one right now in the UFC or anything right now beating them. At this point, yeah. What what makes him so good? You think? He's just hard to hit. Like to be honest, his forward, he's hard to hit. He, he mixes his punches and his wrestling so good. Like you know, it's not like he's just a straight wrestler or like a straight uh, straight striker. Just he's hard to hit. He moves a lot. His counter punch is ridiculous, and you know the way he changes level changes with his punches is just hard to do. So. And he's very unpredictable as well. So, what can we expect then from you this this uh, week from this Saturday? Uh, you step in the, the World Series, and, and you're going to be on TV now on NBC Sports. Uh, yeah, I mean, you, know, you, you can expect a lot from me. I think a lot of my fights are very exciting. He's a very, uh, a very exciting fighter. You know, just no way to go on put on the show, really in shape, and I'm just, just just waiting for the fight actually. Just, I, I wish the fight was around the corner, you know. So, just ready to see some fireworks. And, and with this uh, this height, because you're 5'8", 5'10", how do you prepare for this? How do you try to work in, you know, in the pocket to try to sneak in there? I mean, eventually you're going to have to take some hits, but how do you, what have you been doing in practice or, or during training uh, to try to um, uh Yeah, it's, you know, I'm a, I'm a tall fighter, but this guy is actually a little taller than me. You know, I'm thinking he's just, just soft on, you know, a lot of footwork. You know, I think I have really good footwork, too. So, you know, I think a lot of footwork, movement, movement, mingles, in and out, a lot of things. I think that's going to help me a lot for this fight. 
you know, just kind of keeping on, on, on his toes and guessing and, and just, just just being predictable, and I, and I think that's what's going to get the job done. Ladies and gentlemen, listeners all around the world, welcome to The Showdown. All right, folks, there you have it. That was Carlos Garcia, who takes on Jason Pacheco this Saturday, April 2. So, I, I mean, this is really uh, a dream for all combat wrestling fans because you have Friday, you got NXT TakeOver, you got Saturday, the Hall of Fame, and you got the World Series of Fighting. And then on Sunday, you have WrestleMania 32, 30, uh, 32 with a whole bunch, I think it has seven hours of, uh, of uh, airing on the network, so you can't go wrong with that. But George, want to let everyone know you can follow us on our social media on Twitter at the Roman Show on our YouTube channel youtubecom slash rroman 201 and on our Facebook page at facebookcom slash Media. And by the way, we're giving away free tickets to the fair. This is uh, they got a few days here left in Miami, but we're giving away free tickets to the fair. All you have to do is predict the main event. If you predict the main event of WrestleMania, if you get it right, you will win a pair of tickets to go to the fair this coming week. All right, here we go. MMA Showdown. George, John Jones is again in hot water. He is currently in custody, or actually in jail, after failing, or an alleged probation violation. This goes back to the whole hit-and-run accident. Well, he failed to get the, uh, the the probation he failed it it was a violation after he was stopped by a police officer for apparently dra- uh, drag racing you know john jones just keeps getting into trouble this guy just doesn't understand he's a very talented person the guy is is definitely a stud but he keeps getting into trouble and, and then he goes on on the record and saying oh no you know i'm just blah 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 blah, blah trying to be trying to raise his ego to another level we saw what happened when he was caught with the cocaine ufc let him Slide and now he got arrested. He was he was he got involved in the whole hit and run. He got another slide and then now he's in jail, waiting to go in front of appear in front of a, of a of a of a judge and see what the outcome will be. In just weeks away from his title fight at UFC 197 on April 23, George, this guy has to get his act straight. And and I gotta tell you. I'm pretty sure the UFC is going to let him fight. Of course, if everything goes out well. Unless the, the justice system wants to keep him, then they keep him. But however, this is kind of putting a dent on the UFC. And it goes back to the whole Diaz situation when he was caught with a marijuana. Although, that is up to really the uh, the state for penalizing him. We can't really go ahead and take uh, the, the stand and have the UFC. But, but the UFC just allows this guy... To do all these nonsense and represent them. Well, you know it, that that rule, or uh, so they say the, the that law that USC provides when it comes to the whole drugs and and arresting and all that stuff is by far a joke already. Okay, I'm calling the USC out because you tend to freaking give Nick Diaz, a uh, guy for marijuana possession, uh, first two years, and then you drop it down to a year. But then you got a guy like John Jones, you know, that that had cocaine, which is 10 times more illegal, okay, than marijuana, because at least marijuana can be used for medical reasons. Uh, And on top of that, he messes with 
you know, authority, and you still wanted to keep him on the card, not even giving him a month. Come I, on, Dana. I, I don't understand what's going on, but I will tell you this. Apparently, John Jones is away from the general public in the, in, uh, in, in, the, um, in jail because everyone knows him. Apparently, he was providing community hours, and he would go out and speak to the prisoners. So they've set him apart for his own for his own good, apparently, according to well, an, an MMAfighting.com report. But John Jones does need to get his act straight. Uh, allegedly, this fight is still on board on April 23rd at UFC 197. It would really be sad if this does not take place. But John Jones just needs to clean up his act. This guy is by far a champion. If he could just get his head right. Now leading into this fight against Daniel Cormier, the current light heavyweight champion. Will this play a role? Many people say he's been through it before. He'll be fine. We don't know what stress this guy is under. For goodness sake, it just takes about a few days away from his training camp because of this nonsense that he has committed. So it's really interesting to see how he is going to come out of this and compete against Daniel Cormier in a rematch for the title, which John Jones says, that belongs to me. Daniel Cormier, you are not truly the champion. Really interesting to see what's going to be the outcome of this incident with John Jones. But George, on to a positive story uh, in MMA. It was noted now that Cyborg Justino, Chris Cyborg Justino, is now a part of the UFC at last. She will meet Leslie Smith at UFC 198 in Brazil, which, mind you, UFC 198 is an amazing card. You have Anderson Silva. You got Fabrice Verdub. Now you have Cyborg. You got Jacare. Uh, you got Vitor Belfort. That fight card, folks, is definitely stacked. I'm going to go ahead and recommend all those fighters, though, some of that rubbing oil so no one gets injured because I am pumped for that one, that UFC 198. It sounds a whole lot more interesting than UFC 200, to be honest, George. But boy, is that thing exciting, considering now that at last, Cyborg is in the UFC. And maybe, maybe, we might get to see Ronda Rousey versus Cyborg. Two rivals that have mouthed each other till the end, but have never met inside a cage, George. A dream match come true if, of course... Ronda Rousey competes against whomever it is, Holy Hom or Misha Tate, and goes on to the title. Can you just see it right now, George? Ronda Rousey versus Cyborg for the title? I mean, it's a dream come true. It is a dream come true, and it was, it, that could have been a possible UFC 200 fight, you know, which I guarantee will sell out. <laughs> because the, the general audience, the general, you know, whether they're watching a TV or they're there live, have been asking for that fight for many, many years. And on top of that, they've both been at, at each other, you know, verbally. Mm-hmm. It's not like they don't know of each other. They've been mouthing each other off verbally. And trust me, when those two collide in the octagon, it will not be pretty. No, sir. And I'm really pumped to see Cyborg. And the best thing about it, George... Cyborg is not even fighting in the pay-per-view. She will be part of the preliminaries. will be airing on Fox Sports. Um, so that's just awesome. That is just great. That is definitely a, a gift to MMA fans. And by the way, just a reminder, this Saturday World Series of Fighting will be um, airing on NBC Sports, so you don't want to miss some MMA action. On a final note, George, our boy CM Punk says that he felt like 
blank about it. He's talking about his back surgery. He was scheduled to fight, or he still is scheduled to fight, Mickey Gall. However, it was said that he might possibly fight on UFC 200. There's a 10% chance he will. However, he is now going to doctors to see if he can start training. But one thing is said is that CM Punk said he will fight this year. He doesn't know exactly when, but he will fight this year. And he also went ahead and mentioned that the UFC actually actually treated him very well, very fairly, when he noted that he had this uh, back injury, unlike the WWE and Vince McMahon, who he has claimed countless of times that they've thrown him in there despite injuries, George. So he is definitely giving credit a lot to Dana White, Fertitta, and the UFC for fighter treatment. Well, we'll see because uh, CM Punk tends to run his mouth. So when he gets in that octagon, it's not like falling in a wrestling ring or being hit by a steel chair. You're literally playing with the big dogs now. And I'm pretty sure there's a line of UFC fighters that are ready to take CM Punk's head off. So, uh, good luck. I'm just saying this, George. If and when CM Punk makes his debut, if he loses... What excuse does he have? He can't use this back surgery excuse. He can't well, use I didn't have enough time to train. It just goes to show you that if a fighter is going to go into the UFC, you have to go in with a couple of fights under your bag like Brock Lesnar. Which, by the way, George, Brock Lesnar went on Fox Sports and, and, and really told his story and how he got involved with the UFC. And... Originally, actually, after he tried out with the Minnesota Vikings and he was let go, he wanted to compete somehow, some way. So he tried to reach out to Dana White. Dana White wouldn't even pick up his phone call. So Brock Lesnar attended an event. He bought his tickets. He jumped the fence, passed through the guards who attempted to stop him, tapped Dana White in the back, and guess what? He said, Dana, I want a shot. And that is how the story goes. That is how it's happened. That is how Brock Lesnar got it his feet wet inside the UFC. So you know what? It goes to show you, George, although Brock Lesnar, sometimes people say that he's kind of like a very mean person. It goes to show you the guy is hungry. It goes to show you that he was determined to get what he wanted, and that's the UFC, an opportunity at uh, competing inside the octagon. Yeah, that's what you get. That's how you have to be to survive in that, that sport. You have to be hungry. You have to be ready for the next fight. But, you know, I don't think uh, Punk has that bad mentality. I think Punk is just saying, hey, you know, I I'm studied. A uh, yeah, I'm a name, and I feel like this is the next spot I, I could be in. You know, end of story. This is just him playing playing in the, in the water, you know? It, it's not like a thing that he really wanted to do. He quotes that he really wanted to do it, but just because you trained it, it doesn't mean that you really want to do it. Okay? This is just another reason to fill your ego. And I cannot wait till Mickey Gall gets in there and makes him tap. Because Mickey Gall is a great submission artist. And don't, don't you know, doubt his, uh, his uh, stand ground either. But Mickey Gall will make you tap, punk. And then I want to see you cry just like you did for the WWE. And then we'll see him in the WWE somehow, somewhere, returning back. <laughs> yep. It's going to happen somehow, some way. Well, George, we have a breaking news. The UFC has just made the announcement that UFC 200 has officially uh, been announced that Conor McGregor will fight 
Nate Diaz in a rematch for absolutely nothing. It's just a rematch in the welterweight division. But here is the biggest news of them all, and that's that Frankie Edgar and Jose Aldo will face off for the interim featherweight title. The featherweight title, but the interim version will be on the line. Conor McGregor is still the featherweight champion. Uh, the winner of Aldo and Edgar will fight McGregor in a title unification fight at a later date. So that is now official. UFC 200 in July. The main event will be Conor McGregor versus Nate Diaz in a welterweight fight. It's a rematch. And then Nate, uh, I apologize. You have Frankie Edgar versus Jose Aldo for the interim featherweight title. And also Dana White has hinted that there will be a women's fight. A big major one. But he didn't release any statements yet. It, it could possibly be Misha Tate defending her title. It could be maybe uh, Paige Van Zandt uh, versus Katzengano. Uh If it is Tate, Ronda Rousey will have to probably make a return to the octagon sooner than what was expected. Or she could probably face Holy Hom in a rematch. Or even Amanda Nunes, who rightfully so defends a, the, the, has a right to get a shot at the title that Misha Tate currently holds. So, too soon to call, but that is right now the breaking news. Conor McGregor versus Nate Diaz is now official the main event of UFC 200 along with Frankie Edgar versus Jose Aldo for the interim featherweight title, uh, UFC 200 in July. Again, shout out to our sponsor, AthlonRub.com. That's A-T-H-L-O-N, Rub.com. And uh, also... In just a few seconds here, we are going to let you know in regards to upcoming shows that we're going to have and who we're going to have on and so forth. Uh, but again, a shout out to Athlon Rub, the Thai oil that keeps you always fresh no matter the training that you do. It keeps you fresh during your warm-up, your training, and, and you could just keep repeating it. You could check it out at AthlonRub.com. George, we're going to have Jason Gaethje coming up on the program very, very soon. He talks about... It, well, this, this he's just a great fighter. Not only is he a lightweight champion for the World Series of Fighting, but he has gone out of his way and donated his gloves to a little boy who's fighting for his life. The boy has leukemia, and Justin Gaethje decided to donate his gloves, his signed um, gloves, and put it up for auction. And the funds are going to help this little boy fight his um, battle with cancer. Uh, and we'll have more information coming up next week here on the program. And also, Ryan from... Throw down the fight will be joining us as we get ready for more festivals, uh, rock festivals now gearing up here, especially Fort Myers. You've heard the ad here in the program at the end of April. George, with that said, man, we'll be watching WrestleMania 32 and we'll have a lot to talk about that night. I hope. I hope. I hope it's not Hopefully. cricket. We'll see what happens. We'll do all right, George. Thanks so much. And we will catch everyone next week right here on The Roman Show. Enjoy WrestleMania. We'll catch you at a special WrestleMania 32 aftermath of The Roman Show. Till then, enjoy WrestleMania. <laughs>